Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast, everybody. I am Doug. I'm Justin. And joining us again for, I think at this point, is it the third time? I've lost track. Time, but hey, but I could come back as many times as you want me to. I always have fun. That's just a long introduction. Uh, do I say my name or you? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, welcome back, Omari Brown. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we can save this for the next time that he's on and just play this as the intro, deeming it the third time. There we go. <laughs> right? Yeah. I thought it was yeah. the third time, but hey, whatever. You know, it's all good. It's all love. You know, we're just happy to have you back, man. How you been? Uh, I've been great. Feeling good. Feeling a lot better. Um, living with family, and it's good. <laughs> um, I enjoy it because they keep me calm through. All the madness that is going on in everyday life. So I'm glad to be with family. That's awesome, man. Because I know there's some family I wouldn't want to be around. But I'm glad your family is keeping you together. You know who you're talking about? Uncle Jeb? You know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I lucked out. (laughs) Nah, man, we're happy to have you back. We got so much to talk about. But before we do that, a little bit of housekeeping. First things first, if you guys don't already know, you can follow us on Spotify. Please do that. As well as anywhere else that you find your podcast. But particularly, you can always find us on Spotify. Also, uh, don't forget to follow us and join. Actually, join our Discord community. Uh, if you're not familiar with Discord, it's a wonderful place. It's kind of like it's like an old school chat room. And you hang out with all people in our Discord. Uh, we do a lot of fun stuff. We're a bunch of nerds. We post cool memes. Uh, we set up game nights to play video games. Uh, so come hang out with us there. Uh, you can always check out our information on our Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Click on the little Discord banner. Or if you're hanging out in the chat, Nightbot, our little friendly automated bot, will drop you a link. Just click on that. Join us. We'd be happy to have you. Uh, what's up, Crust Delicious? Uh, that's someone in, for anyone who's listening, that's someone in the chat. So I wasn't just calling, I wasn't calling Omari or Justin Crustalicious, but maybe Doug I should. has developed this weird tick that he does now where he just <laughs> randomly shouts out names he makes up. Hey, high five Slagathor! You know, just whatever, you know, whatever we got to do. <laughs> we're riffing, we're riffing. I like it. Also, uh, we've got some new merch at our merch store. That's at teespring.com slash stores slash the number two, the letter E. The number eight, we've got a brand new MindGap hoodie in there, and we've got the all-important MindGap coffee mug. So be sure to go and pick those up if you so desire. Also, let let MindGap inject caffeine into your mouth hole. Yes, let us be the vessel for your oral pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was like, let's just sit in that moment. Let's just breathe it in. Let's just, you know, whatever. We'll marinate it. Omari, you had something. Let the warm, go ahead. Uh, Warm liquid, uh, warm your mouth, (laughs) your your cold mouth. I don't don't know why your mouth is cold, but. Hey, sometimes it is, right? Look, winter's upon us, right? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? There you go. (laughs) People have cold mouths. It happens. You go outside, it's windy, mouth's cold. Get some hot. My gap can help you. Um, also, we do a video game stream every Saturday night, 8 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Last Saturday, uh, Slotty and I hit up Diablo 3, an oldie but a goodie. And this Saturday, y'all better get ready because we're going to be playing some more Among Us. Amari, you, you, you play many games these days? Sadly, no. Uh, <laughs> there are lots of things. I've slowed down because uh, I was so tempted to get a PS5, but Nikki is just like, no. Mm-hmm. But, you know, her foot down. I said, that's a very, very brave choice that you made. Because um, if not, I would shut everybody off and nobody would be existing to me. So I've, I've slowed down, sadly, with video games, but I've picked up with comic books. So, okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's something you can do while your kid watches that annoying show again yes. that you don't want to yes. pay attention to. Just be like, mm-hmm. here we go. We're going to read. That's what Jill does. Read the books. I'm just like, okay, all right. Uh, that's broken. That can easily be paid for. Okay, you're still alive. <laughs> that will heal. None of this matters. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is just, just a meat vessel. We're good, you know? Mm-hmm. Actually, correction. Last Saturday, we played Mysterium on Tabletop Simulator, one of my favorite oh, board yeah. games of all time, yeah, which yeah. was super fun. This Saturday, we're playing Among Us. I don't know. Maybe you've seen some memes about it, Omari. I'm sure you have. It's been getting pretty popular. Essentially, it's a game uh, where you're, you're little space people, and your objective mm-hmm. is to uh, fix your ship or your base uh, to get away free. But here's the thing. There's mm-hmm. anywhere between one and three imposters in the group. And their objective is to murder everyone and sabotage the base. And you can't talk while you're fixing stuff unless you find a body. And you report the body. You have to figure out, you know, you then get to discuss where was the body? Who was there? Who was where? And then you can actually vote to see if you think if you think someone's bad. You can vote them out. And you kill that person and hope that's the imposter. It gets to become a wonderful game of lies and deception and detective work. And it's really fun. It ends relationships. And it's the most important thing about this is it's so much fun to watch. It's free to play on your phone. And it's only $5 on Steam. So it is a bargain and a half. So we're going to go ruin some friendships this Saturday, 8 p.m. Central. Um, We've got a couple of game modes we want to try out. One of which involves the imposter just announcing their imposter. And all they they give everyone 30 seconds. And then they just have to speed run around the level and try to murder everyone. But the goal is like the, the, the survivors, the crewmates, they can't report a dead body. You just have to try and complete your tasks as, as soon as possible. Oh, while that they have amazing. While they have limited vision, too. The imposter has limited vision, so they just have to sprint around and try to kill everybody and before everybody can finish their tasks. Absolutely. Oh. I am so into that. You should you should come hang out, Justin. Oh. Come by. Okay. <laughs> that sounds fun. Uh, I didn't realize that. Up- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, just saying, you're welcome to join us, Amari. It'd be a real hoot and a half. <laughs> well, you invited me. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely come out and play. All that right. Sounds fun. Yeah, and the thing is, like, the rounds don't last that long either. So it's not like it's a huge two-hour commitment. It's like you want to play ten minutes, twenty minutes. That's all you need. You're good to go. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing. It's no, no big deal. No big deal. 
So uh, I'm excited. This Saturday, 8 p.m. Central, twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Uh, check us out there. Uh, and last but not least, uh, Justin, we just yeah. finished up season one of The Quarantine Files. Uh, yeah. That was the wonderful video project you and Two East Eighth have been putting together in conjunction with it's Smoose Entertainment, correct? Smoose Entertainment, yes. So how's it feel, man? How's it feel to, to get that season one under your belt? I thought you were just going to end it there. We're just going to move on. We're just going to say that and be like, all right, that's it. Um, it good, man. It feels really good. Uh, it was it was a, a lot of work, a, a ton of work, uh, equally as much fun. Very pleased with the results. And uh, Drew and I were talking, and, and or Drew, Adam, and I were talking, and we're all just in agreement, like, we're kind of glad it's done. Like, it's we got that out of the way, and uh, maybe we'll revisit it. Maybe we'll come back and see more episodes, but for now it's it's one of those projects where like cool that's we did that now we can move on. now we can move on you know took a lot of creative uh uh mental space so um mm. but i i also was really excited at the fact that we got to have uh eight weeks of guests uh the the people it was an anthology series so everyone that starred in a, a new episode was on the podcast there the week that their episode aired so it was just really cool to hear from all of them and just such a diverse pool of talent and uh I'm really, really happy we got to work with all those people. So, yeah, I gotta say it was yeah. really fun just having those folks on. Some of them I knew, some of them I didn't, and it was really cool to watch uh, those episodes. So, where can they find the episodes, Justin? Where do they exist? If they uh, hit up uh, two east dot com, that's the number two east, the number eight th dot com. Uh, there's a, a section on there just for the quarantine files, or if you go to YouTube and type in the quarantine files, I believe. We have now, there's a bunch of things on there that are labeled as such, but I think we've put out enough volume of work that we've eclipsed all of them. So we've pushed them down. The uh, the algorithm has pushed them down and we're at the top now for the search results. So um, yeah, you can find it anywhere. Just type in the quarantine files and enjoy yourselves. Nice. Yeah. All right. But enough about that. Omari's yeah. here. Wow. Uh. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed i'm like yeah keep plugging man like, oh, crap, that's right that's right you're here and we want to talk to you man we want to we want to get you know the last time we talked you were uh in the middle of your your internship at the, the apprentice uh program the apprentice yeah, program, program at the i'm sorry yeah how dare i you know oh, wow. you know demote you that's this not what isn't i meant medieval shit this isn't you weren't a journeyman you know <laughs> Um, you were in your apprenticeship at the Late Show. Um, you told us some great stories about how you met Stephen Colbert for the first time and just what it was like being a part of it. And uh, yeah. you know, why don't we just start there? How's how's life? How's life on the show? What's new? Life on the show is is good and still like, uh, you know, I'm impressed and amazed how like everybody puts together a show even during you know quarantine because going in nobody knew like, okay, going off of I hate to say it, going off of Trump's words, we'll be back in shape by like April, uh, June at the latest. So it's like, all right, we're going to tinker some work and the uh, working from home. Surprisingly, we got it working. I have no clue how all that magic worked, but we were doing it and we're pulling it off. Uh, at first, Stephen was, uh, he had his family members, he, he, like his, she actually put his sons to work. He was like, all right, you're going to be in charge of tech. <laughs> You're gonna be in charge of like like dead. I major in accounting. I have no clue what any of this stuff is. So 
And he put his wife, uh, Evie, in charge uh, of production, too. So it's fun. Love that. So, yeah, everybody was put to work. You know, even his dog sometimes. Uh, like, <laughs> this is this is crazy. But, yeah, uh, it's 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 been fun. I, I finished, you know, the apprentice program. And I got that call, like, uh, like that Thursday before my final <laughs> week in the program. Like, hey, would you like to be hired full time? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Because I was like, hey, boy. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's the kind of call you want to get, you know? That's exactly, yeah. I, I was definitely surprised. Um, Just, you know, just going off of social media and seeing all, you know, during just people getting laid off. And I was just like, okay, let me prep myself, you know, and start applying for other jobs just in case. It was fun mm-hmm. while it lasted. You know, it was great. But, yeah, they were just trying to figure out where to put me because ju- usually – you know, if we weren't in a pandemic, a lot of people would, you know, be going off and get promoted or just go to other shows out in LA or other shows in New York. So they were just like, okay, nobody's leaving right now. So where can we put him, you know, so we could, cause we really like, you know, Omari. So they, uh, right now I'm in the footage department, which is very fun. It, it, it helps me out. Uh, it, it helps the show out, uh, really because of my production background, uh, you know, directing a lot of, you know, news our shows and I get to use my comedy chops as well. So like when writers say, Hey, we need, can you pull this clip? Trump said this and he's wearing a red tie. Yes. It's very vague. I could just pull it up on this archive site. I was like, all right, red tie. He said this, right? He said, yes, cool. Found it. He said it June 12th, nine o'clock. This was on CNN. Is this, yes, this is perfect. Can you pull just 20 seconds of that? Pull that, send it to the writer. They write out that joke using that clip. I pray that, you know, it makes it to the monologue because therefore they not wasted, you know? Right. Because um, it's just like, oh, it takes a while. Because he's like, I think Trump said, we're coming back or I went to the store. I'm like, that doesn't, I don't know. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. That's amazing. Um, I- Oh, yeah. I've always, I've always wondered how that works when people, like especially like when when um, I I first started thinking about it with the Daily Show because they, mm-hmm. you know, use so many clips uh, yes. of that yes. stuff. I always wondered how, and especially with Colbert, with you know the Colbert Report, and now this, he's kind of brought mm-hmm. some of that sensibility over. Yes, just how who combs through all that shit, and how is that? organized and archived and how do you there's so much footage of trump how do you find yes. that shit uh there's what's the name of uh, it's snapstream and they okay. have every news like uh, you know channel every like radio show and, and like even podcasts and it it goes back as far as like i don't know when television was first made you can pull back that many clips and so when writers wow. say, hey, I need this, I need a call back to something that Jimmy Carter said, you know, like, Damn. okay, cool, Jimmy Carter, what specific, can, can you remember exactly what he said? Because that helps everybody out in the footage department. <clears throat> yeah. Um, if they can remember just certain keywords, we just type in Jimmy Carter, he said this, and then like eight or nine clips will show up and we'll, you know, show it to the writer. Like, okay, he definitely, okay, I want this clip. Thank you so much. This will be used for the monologue or like for meanwhile, uh, right now, quarantine while for act two. 
And yeah, when those jokes make it, man, it, it, even though I didn't write those jokes, I yeah. feel like I was a part of that. You like, helped. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it aired. Uh, sometimes it's fun because uh, if I do see, you know, if Trump did something silly and the writers didn't like pitch it in the writers meeting, I say, hey, Trump said this. It'd be funny if you guys did this, you know, if Steven said this joke. And it's, oh, yeah, yeah, we actually, that's pretty funny. We'll, we'll use that clip and put it in, a, in the writer's meeting. And then it'll get to rewrite. And it's like, hey, yeah, your joke worked. I was like, hey, you put the words together. But, hey, I'll, I'll take credit for it. And I will put that on my IMDb. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, it's like your each joke is its own house. And mm-hmm. you're responsible for part of that house. Like you're building, yeah. like it wouldn't work if it didn't have the foundation of that video or something like that. So like mm-hmm. you 100% can, because think about the joke without the video. I know. Like it might oh. be funny, but it definitely wouldn't have that same impact. Amari, you, know? you are the left guard on the offensive line. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. You, you can't, the quarterback can't throw the ball if you don't block. You know, so you got to block right. that guy. You know, you got to double team, go to the second level. You got to hold that hook block to make sure that that linebacker doesn't come around. He doesn't follow. You know, he doesn't have his pursuit angle. And you're there, man. You're there. You know, unsung heroes taken from an offensive lineman. Unsung hero. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I play offensive guard, too. So, like, everybody got bigger and it was like, all right, yeah, you're a fullback now. That makes sense. That's the only thing I think I was remotely good at in football was blocking. That was all I was good for. I was like, I can do this. Doug can be in the way. Mm -hmm. I'm good at being in the way. (laughs) I was like, I pride myself on knowing my blocking assignments, and I was faster than almost every other lineman on on the team. So that's what I pride myself on. I was like, at least I know what I'm doing. A lot of people are like, how do I hit? It's like, oh, that way. Number 52. That way, all right? That's your guy. Can't. That way. Okay. (laughs) That's such a cool thing, though, because what I love about what you're getting to do is you're getting to experience so many different aspects of television from your time working at the news station Mm -hmm. to your time before that working in comedy, right? You're you're building on top of that. And now you're working in the footage department. Like, the more you get to experience, the more well-rounded you're going to be. And I just, I can only imagine like what sort of skill set and experience you're going to amass over your time. Like you're, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready for a compliment, man. Uh, you're going to become a dangerous guy who knows a lot of really cool shit, man. Like I just, I think that's such a cool thing you're getting to do right now. Uh, yeah, I didn't know what department they were going to put me in, honestly. And I was a little uh, skeptical about going to the footage department, but they said it fits definitely best for you because of your production and you understand the comedy and doggone if they weren't, you know, if they weren't right, man. I was like, holy crap. I was like, is this my calling? I don't know. Um, but <laughs> it's, I definitely feel comfy and there's like three, four of us. The good thing about it is I can definitely work from home. Like, so whenever things get better, Even better, I don't have to go back to New York. Right. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I love working in that department and it's, it's cool to be in the, in the writer's meetings to, and it's not so much uh, pressure, like as being like a staff writer, which I'm still, that's, of course, that's the goal. And I always express that. And it's like, Hey, there's an opening. Are you interested? And yes, I always try to apply, submit in a packet and try to improve, you know, my craft and writing. But for the time being, I'm still hanging out with the writers. Uh, they also assign me now. It, it's crazy. Uh, since, uh, yeah, since Biden has been elected now, the news is kind of, sort of, 
slowed down. You know, Trump is not in the news as much. We're just like, Jesus Christ, can we just take something else, you know? <laughs> something. Like, isn't there a dog doing some crazy <laughs> trick or a squirrel or something? So uh, now news is starting to become somewhat normal again. I pray that it does get that way in uh, January. Uh, but um, my my work has started to slow down. So there's like, hey, we now want you to actually be a part of the writer's uh, read down. So after they're done with their scripts in the uh, right after the writer's meeting, after they pitch and stuff, I help the co-head writers and I talk to the graphics department. I talk to the licensing department just to see what's cleared. I found out, you know, okay, this artist charges this much. I can understand why they charge that much. And like, that is crazy on why they would for, I, I mean, was, I can't say the amount cause I don't know, I don't want to get in trouble, but uh, uh, genuine for charging a uh, pony. I'm like, dang, he charges that much. But I was like, but then again, I was like, that was a hit in the nineties. So like, okay, that makes sense on why he would charge that much. If you play more than like three seconds of that song. All right, let me tell you something, Omari. As a guy who for a brief moment in his life was a music supervisor and cleared some music Mm -hmm. for some independent films, it's Mm -hmm. all arbitrary. It's all Mm -hmm. arbitrary. I cleared some music for Buddy Guy doing a song for, I don't know, this independent film. And Mm -hmm. here's what they do. Here's the tricky shit that they do. They always ask if you want to use it, like, what's your budget for the project? Because then they take a percentage of that Mm -hmm. as opposed to valuing it any other way. They always want a percentage of what your total budget is because that's how they get you. And they wanted, and then they do some shitty stuff. There's, I forget uh-huh. what it's called, but it's because there's the person that owns the uh, master, and then there's the mm-hmm. side that owns the publishing. It's not always the same person. And what you do mm-hmm. is you go to one of them and you say, how much is this going to cost? They'll, they'll say like $25,000. And right. then they'll tack on something that says, I don't remember exactly the phrase for it, but it means like if the other side goes higher than that, then that's what we're going to go to as well. So if I go to the, if that's the publisher and I go to the master and the master's like, yeah, it's going to be 75,000. Then the other guys are like, we also are going to go up to 75,000. So you've essentially just doubled uh, whatever it's going to cost. And I used to, I was getting so mad where I was like, you guys, like, this is some horseshit. Like, this is just arbitrary valuing of like, whatever this is. Uh, So I get irrationally angry when I think about it. Cause I'm like, I mean, how do you put a value on a song? Right. How do you put a a value on Genuine's pony, right? What is the dollar amount that goes to that song? Because it's like, for what show? For how long? Is it diegetic? Mm -hmm. Is it non-diegetic? Is it in a trailer? Is it, you know, how many people are going to see it? And somehow people are like, $25,000. It's like, all right, I don't know where you came up with that math, but there we go. (laughs) Sure. I was like, that's what they said. And I feel so bad telling the writers, like, yeah, we're not going to get it cleared for this song. Or like, hey, we did, we got it cleared, and then <laughs> the joke would get cut, and I was like, oh, oh no. well. so yeah, I'm do you experiencing have to still pay that. The money if it gets if the joke gets cut, do you have to still pay the? Um, no. Does that deal go through? Okay. okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, so, you better tell the writers, hey, look, no, that joke does not get cut. Not <laughs> load of money for this song. Then I'm in the wrong industry. That's <laughs> all I need is a whole bunch of hits. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Right? Because yeah. that's, that's the thing, too, is like what gets really scary is when something like a writer or a director is like, well, we'll just put a song as a placeholder. It's not mm-hmm. clear, but it'll be the placeholder. And then they fall in love with the placeholder. Yeah. And they'll pick something really popular. 
you know something really well known like a rolling stones or a beatles are like we'll just this is just gonna be for there for right now we're not gonna really use it and then all of a sudden they're like we have to use this song it's like you don't realize how much it's gonna cost like we can't do this it's like we got to use it so it gets really dangerous when you kind of like design something around like the crux of it is something like genuine's pony <laughs> like we can't really go with anything else like this is the thing that's gonna really sell the joke surprisingly legendary groups and artists like that say like rolling stones they don't charge that much mm-hmm. and i was like okay because you got a boatload of money you yeah. know and it, even if they do get that money they'll give it to some charity donation or whatever but like it's it's definitely different and a, a side i've never even seen like working in this you know department i was like holy crap that's right you do have to pay these artists uh you got to get this cleared this has to be legal i was like oh this this is this is hard. This is just, I don't understand how any of this, I just want to do jokes. <laughs> jokes. I'm fascinated by that stuff too, just because it's like, how do you put a value on something yeah. like that? How do yeah. you, because that's the thing too, is like, you have to clear like what's its usage. Is it just yeah. for TV or is it all media for just yeah. this time period or forever? And, yeah. you know, I've talked about this before, but there's a reason why certain like TV shows don't make it to DVD or any other streaming service because they cleared the rights just for TV and they didn't clear those rights for anything else. Uh, Married with Children's a big one. You won't find that on a DVD or streaming anywhere because the opening credits is, you know, Love and Marriage by Sinatra. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. They only cleared that for TV. So we're like, yeah, we want to use it for DVD. They're like, that's cool. You're going to have to pay up, you know, like, and they're like, we don't want to do that. Or I'm a huge fan of Scrubs. When I bought the DVD Mm -hmm. sets, I noticed that a lot of the songs were different in DVD than they were on the broadcast. And I, I realized from my experience, I'm like, they couldn't clear the rights. They only did it for TV. And then when they got to the DVD, like we got to swap this out because we couldn't, we we couldn't, we didn't want to pay, you know, in living color DVDs. Cause I was like, wait, that wasn't uh, the same song they played on air. And then like in between, you know, when the fly girls are dancing, it's generic. (laughs) I was like, what is this? You know, it's like, I don't know, like Windows, just like, I, I, I don't know, it was just a weird type of music. I'm like, nobody would listen to this. They would not, that's not hip hop one bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like someone goes, hey, you got Apple, you got a garage band, right? Make a, make a, make a beat. Right. Man, just have the right, you know, uh, tempo so that they would be just dancing to this. So that JLo looks like she's dancing in time to the music. Get on a mic and go, booch, 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 and then we'll just like put some sort of music over and it'll be good, right? <laughs> Is that the right beats per minute? Is that good? All right, cool. We're good. I'll play it. Cool. Just, just whatever. They want to see the sketches. Just, I, I don't care. Right. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's so cool. Again, you're getting exposed to some more, more material as well. Like, you know, what's, what's yeah. the licensing side of it? Like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. I really do enjoy uh, hanging out with the writers and that's, you know, I'm building a relationship with them. So it's it's cool to to see them every day, understand my sense of humor, and just hopefully you know it'll pay off. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. and and yeah, and getting those transferable skills too, so you can you can. It doesn't matter where you go. Now you're gonna be like, oh, I've had experience doing this. Oh, I've had experience doing that. I've yes. had exp-. like that just makes you that ups your value in the yeah. industry like exponentially. So and more important, yeah. Omari, when you start producing your very own show. You'll know mm. exactly how to do it. Yes. yes. Okay. So that's what it, it clicked as soon as I started like my first day in footage, because when I would pitch stuff as an apprentice, it's like, 
are you crazy? You we can't afford any of the stuff that you're asking for. And I was like, what? This is TV. You guys can afford it. Why can't like, we do Jurassic Park? Let's just put a clip of Jurassic Park in there. It's fine. You know Steve Steven Spielberg. Jeff it's cool. I'm on the phone. He was on the show two months ago. I know you have his contact. <laughs> Call him in for this 15-second sketch. <laughs> he was like, I don't understand none of the logistics on how everything works. Now working in footage, they're like, oh, I get it. And I understand why you purposely waited to tell me Thursday before the new season. Yeah, let's let's just sit on it. He's, he's been a little annoying. <laughs> very expensive sketches. That's hilarious. <laughs> no clue how any of this stuff works. Oh, yeah, I, I honestly, I have to say, if I were plopped in the middle, I'd have had the same idea right yeah, right, right now. I'm like, yeah, well, why can't you just, well, you know, you're on CBS, so you can probably just pull any CBS show, right? You guys yeah. have all the rights. Great. Let's just do that. Like, that's how my mind works. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, no, we we can't do that. <laughs> First thing, oh. Steven has to like it. <laughs> Great point. Oh. Like, okay. This isn't my show. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. This is what I want. It's not what he wants. So uh, um can, can you explain to me the, what happened with and I, I tried to find an article on it or or something, but mm-hmm. I, I I just noticed recently the late show and yes. a late show. Yes. Uh, what happened? Steven, he just changed it because he's like, I don't feel like, because he wasn't in the theater, you right, know. Right. Uh, you know, he was in his timeshare and, you know, he's just like, I, I'm i not in the Ed Sullivan Theater. It does not feel like it's the late show. Okay. Uh, just everybody, you know, everybody was in a funk, you know, uh, as you know, as they were everybody in a pandemic. Um, so he's just like, I want to change the title. And everyone's like, okay, yeah, sure. What do you want to change to? At least keep late show. Yeah. How about, I don't know, a late show. It was like, oh, that still works. Yeah, we'll we'll clear it. Everything will be good. I mean, once things get better, you know, he'll he'll get back and calling it the late show. Oh yeah. But it, it's just a weird. I don't know. It's a weird thing. He just like I don't. I don't. I'm not at the theater. I just don't feel like I'm at home. Just a late show. Yeah. So. No, that makes. I I kind of figured it was in that vein of like that just to differentiate mm-hmm. the two mm-hmm. shows being in different places. But I. I just I, I was like, well, I got the inside track on someone who works there. I have to ask him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, it's it it was it was definitely fun. You know, it's still fun working in a pandemic. Uh, just just seeing everybody in in their like uh, in their homes, like people moving back. Like this one coworker's like, well, if we're gonna work in a pandemic. I might as well move back to Montana. I was like, holy crap, that is a state. And I was like, I don't know anybody from Montana. Do we know anybody? Do you know anybody from Mount- Montana? All I know is that my father-in-law will drive cattle up there from time to time. Right, he's like, a truck driver. That's all I know. <laughs> and like the uh, stage guys, like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going back to Montana. Like, whenever things clear up, I'll come back. And I was like, holy crap, he's showing us his ranch and everything. I'm like, oh man, that's, that's cool. It's cool. So yeah, we do get to see everybody's, you know, like hometown. That's one of the the cool things because you know, once you're working with everybody in New York, it's it's a it's a melting pot. So everybody's from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's cool seeing everybody during this pandemic. It's like, oh yeah, I'm you know I'm in South Carolina, I'm in Florida, some people in North Dakota, and they're like, oh cool, tell us some facts about North Dakota, you know. So it's, you know, it has some some good things, some perks of uh, yeah. working in a pandemic. That's really. Cool. I mean, you still have the coolest job, regardless. Like working in a pandemic, working in the office, like 
Your job beats the shit out of my job every day of the week. Don't so. say that, Justin. You meet your fair share of like famous people as well. I mean, you're you're dealing with political ads. I mean, that's a pretty big deal, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. B- yeah. Blagojevich was on a video call uh, at one point that we were all attending. Yay. Mario Lopez <laughs> was on one of mine, so oh, there nice. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can decide if that was for Mario Lopez or if that was for Lago. I'll never tell. One for each of them. Um, so I reached out to you uh, a little while ago because I was like, hey, man, let's get you back on. And you're, I'm like, can you do this day? You're like, unfortunately, uh, this is the day of the debates. And so essentially yeah. we have to watch the debates and oh, then we God. have to put together yeah. a show. Um, and I just put myself in your shoes and I was like, that has to suck. And I remember oh, reaching man. out to you the next day. I was like, how did it go? You're like, it was a long night. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? Like having to, cause first of all, I couldn't watch that. And that was the first debate too. Like I couldn't watch it. Like I was just like, nah, I'm sorry. Right. I'll just, I'll catch the highlights tomorrow. So knowing that for the sake of comedy, uh, yeah. you've got to watch it. You got to sit through that. Like, what was, what was that like from a perspective of what like, we have to mine this for comedic material? So the head writers and the producers had to give us a pep talk. Like we were working at Target on Black Friday. They're like, guys, listen up. We're going to get through this. It's going to be fun. You know, we're doing it for comedy. We're getting paid. Mm, huh? I was like, oh. And, you know, in the footage department, we need you guys for clips. So you have to sit through it. You know, you can't skim through any of this stuff. And it's, it's, it was very long, even like for both parties. It was just like, oh, I'm very interested to see what, what Biden and everybody has to say. It was like, Jesus Christ, we've got to sit through this entire, even the credits. And like, the writer's like, oh, can we, can we joke about the credits and the grass? Like, no, just get, just go straight to, to Biden. Can we just do that? Oh, man. Like, no, we have to sit through every speaker and then every, a regular person giving their testimonials. I was like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. So That's rough. Yeah. So the writers, of course, had to sit through it and just pick through, okay, this person said this, this happened weird. This was a weird, you know, those two second, three second delays. Mm-hmm. Oh, good dog. What was it? It was, <laughs> was, it was a, uh, I cannot remember. It was a senator. Um, oh, I cannot remember his name, but uh, the camera guy said, Q, mm-hmm. Q, mm-hmm. you're on air, okay? Speak, oh, <laughs> oh my god, the guy's like, Jesus, what? <laughs> Speak. Speak, use your mouth, <laughs> the prompter, oh, yes, okay. where's the camera there it is okay oh god we have to talk about this there's some some good things about it but it it was fun um seeing what the jokes that the writers i could just tell some of them were just like you know i'm gonna make this joke i know it's not gonna air just just to entertain and make the other writers laugh and those are jokes are those are the funniest ones but we can't air it because of cbs if it's comedy central Totally, we'd air those jokes. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's yes, it was dragging on both nights. But I mean, 
it was fun. It was just still, you know, crazy how they put together a show within half an hour to 45 minutes later. Like, okay, That's we're going to talk about this bonkers. chunk and, and yeah, put this together. The it, sounds it, it, of that just it gives me anxiety. It's like listening, right, yeah. you know, where people are like, man, SNL, that's my dream. I'm like, no, thank you. That oh, weekly man. thing, that sounds like a nightmare to me. Yeah. I don't have the skill set for it. I can't write that well. Mm. I can't memorize shit. And I'm not a good mm. actor. So that's obviously not for me. But what I hear about, it's like you basically work Tuesday <laughs> through Saturday. Was it? No, it's like yeah. Monday through Saturday, right? Basically. Mm-hmm. It's Monday. Yeah. Like yeah. 30, and then in the middle of the week, you're up for 36 straight hours writing. Yeah. And yeah. It's just like, I feel like hmm. that's worse being, I mean, I love SNL, but like working all week, you know, hoping that your sketch makes it and then bam, it gets cut for time right. or just, you know, uh, sorry, this, the host didn't like it or this didn't fit well with the show compared to working on a late night talk show you deal with it every day. So therefore, ah, your gets cut, whatever. Hey, right. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Instead of it's like a, a whole quicker. week sitting through that. Yeah. 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 Cause I know they go through stacks of scripts, yeah. like just at, at mm-hmm. SNL, like just stacks of them. And it's and mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you also got to pitch it to the, to the talent for that yeah. week too, to see like what they like. And it's just, mm-hmm. man, that's, that's gotta be exhausting. Like just, yeah. to, and, and, and I'm sure <clears throat> it breeds a little bit of competition. Just a little bit, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. of who can yeah. you get into to, to who can maybe fake a laugh like, ha, 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 that was a good joke. Am I right? <laughs> nudge, nudge, you know, like, ha, ha, ha. or you're like, that wasn't funny. We shouldn't do that one. That one's not funny mm-hmm. at all. Just, yeah, that whole environment to me, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning that. a lot on, on, on pitches and stuff in the writer's meeting. I'm like, okay. Because sitting, even in Zoom, like hearing them pitch stuff, I'm like, oh, man, that's, oh, that's hilarious. Oh, let's see what the producers say. And, and Steven says, and I, and being in footage, we have to sit and stay after the writers. And sometimes, you know, they're like, okay, that's going to work for tonight's show. Okay, this won't work for tonight. It'll work on Thursday. It's not so much of a hot topic now, but it is in the news. So we'll talk about this. There's other times. The producer's like, I don't know what the fuck that was. I don't know if I can curse or anything. <laughs> of but, course. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I did that because my daughter's upstairs. But um, uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I, You don't have to ask her for permission. It's cool, you know. <laughs> if, if not, I'll get a text about it later. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, the producer's like, I don't know. What, what the fuck was that? I was like, I don't, what the hell were they pitching? What? Yeah. It is a Monday for real. I was like, damn. I was like, okay, all right. Got to build that confidence, even at that level, you know. Still mm-hmm. maintain that confidence, yeah, uh, which just, is super helpful. Just to be able to sit in that room though, and just kind of absorb all that and and learn through through observation. Just again, talk about someone made a joke in the in the chat, but like talk about an, an actual master class. Like that's in like, rejection. You can't, you can't buy that kind of. <laughs> yeah, like it's just. Like you're learning exactly what does and what what don't ever do this because mm-hmm. you get to see the producers afterwards. You're like, I never want them to talk about me that way. Right, so I know what okay. not to do. Writing yeah. all this stuff down. That's so okay. good, man. I just I'm fascinated by the idea too of like it won't work today, but maybe in a couple of days after it simmers, yeah. we can then talk right. about it again. Like that just takes a lot of great knowledge and understanding of how information builds and when's yeah. the right time to strike it on it and you know right. we're still kind of learning that on this podcast too we have a wonderful producer who like will go through and try to find some topics it's like ah this was trending over the weekend i don't know if it really has much life left in it 
you know, because, right. you know, we'll record on Tuesday, we'll release it on Thursday. It's like, eh, you know, and so we're still just sort of trying to figure out that stuff as well. I can only imagine on that level of it's like, this has to be relevant to people when they tune yeah. in to watch this. So we got to pick the right time and the right placement so that it, it, yeah. it has the largest impact. And there's people in the research department. Those people also have to look up. I, I, I mean, that's a great job, but that's not, that's definitely not something I wanted to do. We're like, okay, uh, it was, this was trending on Twitter. Mm. A lot of people did this or this show did that. So we can't talk about it because we don't want to, you know, get in uh, trouble for copying and all the other stuff. So I'm like, yeah. crap. So yeah, I'm definitely learning, you know, a lot of the, the ins and outs and what to do and what not to do. So yeah, th- like going, moving forward, it hasn't stopped me from pitching stuff, but now like, okay, now I know the protocol on, you know, what to pitch and what I'll need for this sketch and when is a good time for it to shoot it produce it and for it to air all right question Mm -hmm. what's the one pitch you're really proud of and what's the one pitch you still have nightmares about you get in the shower and you're like you know you turn around and just you're by yourself you're like why did i pitch that um hmm. (laughs) one pitch that i'm very proud of which was very very close to uh making was uh i pitched who was going to be on the show pharrell and then i pitched again for uh lena waif uh both shoe fanatics like just love all types of like sneakers sneaker heads mm-hmm. and i was like oh you know what something that one late night talk show or like any of them they don't have is their own official late night sneaker this is not only for the sneaker heads, okay. But this is Love also it. for the comedy nerds. Yeah. Like, boom. You know, I would, and I was just like, oh, look, how? What about the uh, cold airs? <laughs> and they're like, hey, that's that sounds dope. We could talk to Nike. We could talk to. I was like, we got access to talk to Nike. <laughs> Hold on. Can I be a part of that meeting too? Right. I was like, can I get a percentage or a stock or something? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's pitch it and let's, let's see what we can do. Um, Lena Waithe said she was totally down to do it. But then, because uh, she was promoting at the time uh, Queen and Slim. Mm-hmm. And yeah. up until the time we had to do it, I now, working in the footage, understand all the legal stuff that goes on behind it. Mm. What they, they, They're being very nice on the staff was just like, um, we can't shoot a, a 90 spoof like commercial for this. We just, it's not in the budget. I was like, I don't, you're CBS. How do you not have the money for it? You got young Sheldon, big bang theory has how much money, you know, NCIS. Like, how many, Which one? Like, we got them all. God, it's like, how, we have money. We got to said, yes, but you know, we got to get the right person. That she has to be available. We have to book the actors, you know, the production, uh, you know, the set and everything else. What do you want? Uh, and I'm like, man, I don't know. I just pitch this stuff to you. That's your job, you know. And <laughs> and learning, I was like, oh, damn, that okay. Oh God, these people are so nice to me. Yeah, they're so nice to me. Um, so like, okay, now I get it. And it 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 came down to just Lena just being burnt out and tired because she. It did Fallon earlier that night, which was going to tape later on that week. And she was doing uh, The Breakfast Club, Funkmaster Flex, a lot of in- radio interviews. So she was very burnt out and tired by the time she got to uh, The Late Show. She was like, you know, next time. I was like, I ain't going to be on next time. But I was like, yeah, thank you. That was my first big, like, 
like, oh my God, this is my first like sketch. And this is like me, like a month and a half in of working on the show. As wow. A so I was like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, so that was my first like loss. Uh, I was just like, oh my God. I was like, is this how it feels? And the writers were like, hey man, it happens. It is okay. You're still on the show. You can pitch again that same pitch to somebody else. And you know, it'll it'll work out. Don't don't stress about it. These things happen. You know, like five of my jokes got cut from the monologue, you know. And I I could, you know, write 20 jokes that could be in tomorrow's show. So I was like, yeah, you're right. So that, you know, it was it was definitely a wake up call to like, all right, you know, just be happy where you are, be thankful, and you know, try not to piss too many people off of not understanding all the stuff that goes behind uh pitching right. stuff. But uh I guess well, one pitch uh for Thomas Lennon, Thomas Lennon from uh Nino uh, Reno 911. Mm-hmm. Uh all right, so Thomas Lennon linen cloths. So like he made a very bad investment in linen cloths. He thought he's like, oh yeah, this will make a lot of money. And so he's just pitching like, hey, please, anybody buy these linen cloths. And like just to look at everybody's face and like, and like, like I apologize. I was like, guys, like, yes, I and about motherfuckers, this. yes, and. You're like, no, no, no. Own it. Own it. I mean, I thought it, it was right? a good idea. Yeah. Thomas Lennon cloth. You guys, you get it though, right? Like this guy, guy has a has a real it? good thing with puns and names. I mm-hmm. like where he's going with this. It's gonna be and good. I did. What's the guy? Ty Burrell from uh, Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was doing like, I don't know, like tie dye ties, like for, <laughs> toward the funerals. And it was like, dude, what? I was just like, uh, hey man, I'm just seeing what sticks. They're not all <laughs> gems, ladies and right. gentlemen. All right. <laughs> They, they can't all be gems, okay? Right. <laughs> True, oh. but yeah, it's it's fun just seeing, you know, the stuff that works like, oh yeah, we'll definitely do that. Just like with the Black Future, I was like, what, you like that? Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, I, all right, let me actually write it. Uh, and then other <laughs> times it's like, Jesus, Omari, just what else you got? <laughs> so, oh dang, I'm now I'm going down a rabbit hole of like every... <laughs> It's every uh, let me see Neil Patrick Harris. I like he. It was like a Gilligan's Island thing, mm-hmm. and like he, he was making. He had all, like the formula, and he's like, "Oh, I found it! I found the cure!" And he was like, "What? Oh, fuel to get back to you know the the United States?" Like, no beer. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's the whole sketch." Just like, okay, how are we gonna shoot this? And just like, I was like, ah. Oh. Guys, you are sucking the fun out of this. I mean, it's it's all stuff I think about like on the subway. Like, oh yeah, that seems funny. Those but, are the best uh, ones. You're like, if I had a limited budget, what would I do for this right. thing? And it's like, oh yeah, it's like logistically, that's not realistic, but uh, it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what a great place to be able to, because we've all we all sit with those. Anyone who's got like a relatively comedic sensibility sits with these kind of thoughts every single day mm-hmm. like when you're in the shower when you're on the train when you're whatever just making mm-hmm. eggs in the morning and you're just randomly your brain starts to drift you're like tie burrell tie-dye shirts I wonder if they have a pitch. Like, now you've got a place where you can actually pitch it and it could become a thing like one of those things where it connects exactly. and people are like wait we can build on that you know and before right. you know it you've got you know was a black mm. future history you know month the one that you did yeah. Dude, yeah, I just, again, it was just like a shower thought. I was like, uh, 
what what about this idea? And it was like, oh no, we could we could do that. Uh, come to the writers' meeting and 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 pitch that, uh, just because we don't want it to die. I was like, okay, I pitched it. You know, Stephen and you know the producer there, along with the other writers. The writers are laughing. I was like, okay, that's a good start. Producers are just like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's funny. I was like, <laughs> is it? Is it though? He's like, no, no, no. We can work something with that. Um, I'm gonna pair you up with these other writers, and uh, yeah, we can we can make this happen. I was like, cool. And again, I've already dealt with that first loss of me pitching with the sneakers. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, you know, TV is weird, man. You just you just never know. You can make it all the way up to the top to like something being aired or or shot, and you're like, oh, at the last second, it could be cut. So yeah. I'm just like. All right, I'm. I'm. Uh, we, if you want to do it, I'll do it. You know, I help write, and you know, cut to yeah, it aired, man, the day before my birthday. I'll never forget that. That's so cool. It actually, well, it actually aired on my birthday because it aired after uh, midnight. So I was like, holy crap! So yeah, it was definitely a good, good birthday gift uh, for me for this year. Then uh, eight days later, COVID happened. <laughs> yeah. Worth it. Like, Worth it. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, just you know, seeing you like tell that story and hearing it, you know, and everything like that. I just it makes me so happy because um, you work, you've worked so hard to get where you are, and I think it's it's just so cool to be like, I'm like, ah, of course, that's a, a Mario's amazing idea. That's so cool to see that come to fruition. I can only imagine what that's like. I can't imagine what that's like to pitch that. And people are like, yes, let's make that, and then we're gonna air it on national tv like what a what an amazing moment like it's just you know being just on the distant sideline i'm like go omari yeah that's so cool man so happy it's just a real feeling man it was just so weird just seeing it because you know they tape it of course uh while we were at the theater at like seven or so so you get the, the the live reaction from it and people in the audience are actually laughing at the jokes i'm like oh my god what it's gotta be That's so gotta weird be the weirdest feeling yeah. yeah it's gonna be and, so weird uh just because i was like shoot this might be my only sketch so i was like let me put my name in this and uh like david allen Greer said my name and of <laughs> course i geeked out over that but nobody noticed like who is this guy oh, right this is a made-up name but uh just him <laughs> say my name is yeah i was just like Fuck, this, is, this is this is happening yeah and then after the show taping, uh, the producers, you know, meet up again. What's going to make it to air? Da, da, da. Do we have to chop down this sketch? And I was like, oh, boy. You know, that, that final meeting. Though. I know. Dude, they cut, like, three jokes between the show taping and, and air. But I was just like, I, at that point, I was just like, hey, it's still greenlit to air. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I just aired the, the intro. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> something. Right, but yeah, it was it was definitely um a, a good a good feeling. Just like tag, like yeah, it 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 paid off all those years. That's awesome. That's so I, cool. I want to wanted to ask you. You talked about the the debate one, uh, mm-hmm. the debate show, um, the election coverage, the Showtime special. Yes, yes, uh, yes. What was that like? Did you have? Did I'm assuming you were working with with people on that as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely working. Uh, with the, with the footage department, uh, just helping out, pulling, oh God, because it was, yeah, it was live. So we had to do, we had to reach out to CNN and a couple of other uh, news stations to make sure we got a couple of 
of clips ahead of time that maybe we could air there's promos and teasers that we could put in the show um the kids questions we taped of course uh the week before uh setting up questions to uh to have for for the show for the interview as well as what uh b-roll you know footage to air throughout uh like the interview as well as throughout the show so it's it's very fun um we spent more time on that showtime show than an average show day so it was great but i don't want to do it again for a while <laughs> so it took its toll like i need oh to recoup <laughs> yeah I was like after the showtime tape and we're gonna have a three day i was like oh just, just okay i'll take three <laughs> steven like the research team again kudos to them they had to look up all information in all 50 states wow of better know a ballot uh and just like random facts about you know this city like hey idaho did you know this and that hey go out and vote go on this website so we bought like 50 you know 50 some websites you know for each state uh and Jeez, I had to look up all the information and tape all that stuff in between uh, show taping. So it was definitely long hours for everybody, including Steven. So for him to keep that energy the same time. So I was like, okay, this day we're going to shoot for 10 states today. Uh, it's like, And the writers had to come up with funny stuff for that. Oh, writers, you're not done. We got to oh, write you know, stuff for the, you know, for, for the states. So, wow. Uh, yeah, so it was. Everyone was looked at to just like kick up the the output yeah. level. Everyone needed to double up. Yeah. Wow. Talk yeah. about a great team you work with, though. For everyone to it rise was, to that occasion. Yeah, it was it was definitely fun. Uh, we you know we enjoyed it. My daughter uh, surprisingly made the cut for that in his questions. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, she we submitted a couple of videos a couple of times, uh, but you know. It, Let's see, the beginning of the pandemic, she, you know, freshly, you know, three. So not a lot of words were, you know, able to, for her to articulate and stuff. So they're like, we don't know what she's saying. We're going to have to add caption. Well, you know, she won't, she won't be added for this one. But this time she's very clear. And yeah, I was like, oh, that's awesome. She that's made so it. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Amazing how that changes the that vocabulary, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> vocabulary, you know? <laughs> Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting. It's crazy how good words come from uh, Word. the mouth. Mouth. Speak words when you age. Yes. <laughs> right? <Ta-da>. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so um, I want to ask you something because I heard a very interesting idea on another podcast uh, on mm-hmm. Monday. It mm-hmm. came from Two Bears, One Cave. And it was for the Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura. Uh, two, okay. yeah, two, yeah. Tom Segura is one of my favorite comedians. And during <laughs> that, uh, Burt Kreischer, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a wild card. But he was talking about yeah. how he was doing some sort of interview on another show or something like that, and he inadvertently shit. Uh, like I guess he didn't mean to, but he kind of like was talking shit about Kevin Hart. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh no, no, no. Oh, Kevin Hart. Okay, uh, my bad. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. What did you wait, think I was going to say? Where were you going? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I just finished watching the Comedy Store series. Yes. And, and he was like shitting on that. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast. He's like, yeah, I'm doing some stupid documentary about the Comedy Store. He goes, they should do a documentary right. about the Comedy Store. They're like, 
dude, aren't you in that? He's like, oh wait, I'm in that. I'm the director. (laughs) He said, oh yeah, I I knew that. And he like literally just got done taping his. And I think Rogan was like, you just got done taping it, man. We're all on it. Yeah, (laughs) Bert's a bit. He forgets stuff. Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh no, but uh, I want to hear this one. So he was. His point was. Uh, uh-huh. He was he was commenting on the fact that Kevin Hart always talks about how hard he works. You know, he's mm-hmm. a hardworking guy, and he's Bert's not disputing that. But he goes, I also just wish that some of these guys would mention that they also got lucky. He's mm-hmm. like, because, you know, mm-hmm. his point was that um, he gave examples of himself. He gave examples from Tom Segura. Tom Segura gave examples of how essentially there were key moments in their career where they got mm-hmm. lucky that helped yeah. them get where they are. Yes, and Tom Segura also sort of uh, added that saying that he got lucky, but then his work ethic is what helped him stay where he is and helped him go further in his career. Totally agree. Because Bert made a mention that like you could work your ass off your whole life and still not necessarily get where you want to go or reach your goals. Not unlike Mm -hmm. a movie that we all know is Rudy. Which often mm. gets talked about a lot on this on this podcast. To the point. This stupid stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. <laughs> I've talked about Rudy a lot on this show. Uh, Justin's over it by now, but um, the whole point that um, you know, hard work is great, and I think it's really important. I I can't stand when I'm doing a project and there's someone who's being lazy, like it infuriates yeah. me. I'm very much a merit-based person. You got to be able to pull your own weight sort of situation. But I also kind of believe that there's a there's this uh, myth that if you work hard, you'll be able to achieve anything that you want, which I think is true to a point. Mm-hmm. But then I think also what Bert was saying is Bert goes, I just want to hear these guys say, I got lucky. Because there's a defining moment where it's like mm-hmm. they were able to take that luck and then Run with Use it. it and run with it yeah. because yeah, they yeah. did have that work ethic. But mm-hmm. he's also like that work ethic by itself didn't get you where you are. And I just thought that was an interesting concept. Justin and I have talked about this, I think, off and on over the years. And I was yeah. curious to your take, and Justin, obviously I want you to give your, your two cents on it too. But Omari, what do you what do you think about that? No, I definitely agree. That's an interesting uh perspective. Uh is in my opinion, is definitely, of course, you know, hard work you know, helps you achieve as, as much as you, as, as you, as you want to, you know, to, to get to your goal, but it's also definitely luck and, and timing, man. Uh, that's what, uh, helped me out a lot. That's what helped me get on the show. Yes. Just like the next person you work your butt off and just pray and hope, you know, that you can make it to, you know, your dream job, but it's just, what sucks is especially in the entertainment industry you know it's a gift and a curse like you can't you you you, for some reason you cannot give up because you have so much pride and you love doing you know comedy writing producing directing whatever it is You, you love acting you love it you just can't give it up so it's definitely in my opinion it's it's luck and timing because to go back to to me getting on this show if i didn't tell them like I, I did stuff at you know at comedy sports, Second City, IO Chicago, and recently just finished submitting in my packet to you know comedy shows. They said, "Oh, you submitted?" I said, "Yeah, I I have stuff." And they said, "Oh, good," because if you know, and they I kind of got the impression like 
you're just talking it up. But like for me to tell them, I submit it to these shows. So I have a fresh packet. Like I, I can submit you a brand new fresh packet. I said, okay, so you're busy. Obviously you work hard and you're, you're keeping up to date with all your stuff. We would love to read your packet. So I think at that time it was just luck. And I, it worked out, man. Uh, it worked out to like where I am today. So I'm always, even for myself personally, updating because you just never know when I might get that opportunity. Now working with the writers more behind the scenes. Hey, so-and-so's leaving or so-and-so's getting promoted on the show. Uh, you know, there's room if you're interested. And then, of course, the people who they reach out to on the show get their shot or as well as outsiders could, you know, submit in to get their uh, their chance to fill in that void of, you know, that writer spot on their show. So I'm always, you know, I, I never know when, just like anybody else, you just never know when it's going to happen. So again, it's, yeah, just time and luck. I like that, man. I like that yeah. a lot because I think, again, I think it's both. I think you got to be able to do both because, you know, mm -hmm. I've met plenty of creative people who are there mm -hmm. and they love that creative moment, the fun parts, but it's mm -hmm. the hard parts. Mm -hmm the messy parts, the grindy parts yeah. that they don't want to do. Like the fact that, you know, someone was like, oh, this guy, obviously, because how many packets do you think these guys get? How many oh, people yeah. show up and they're like, I want to be on this show? And they're like, okay, well, what are you doing? You're like, I like comedy. Yeah. Where's my, mm -hmm. where's my, where should I sit? Should I, do you, do you want me to find a spot? Um, they stay uh, right out that door. Yeah, That's go back the way fun. you came in, and then, mm -hmm. you know, we'll see. Um, it's yeah. not unlike uh, I had an internship in college at a uh, pizza, a regional pizza chain, and I literally yeah. walked in to the guy. Justin knows this story. Literally, this is one of my favorite stories. Literally walked in, like, because the internship was ending. I was almost about ready to graduate, and I walked in, and I go, Robert, I want to work here. And he goes, okay um any idea what you want to do i'll go nope wherever you want to put me that's where i'll that's go where, yeah. and he's basically like the, the audacity of this 22 year old to walk in and be like sir i'm willing to give you my services mm -hmm. and he's just like where i'm like i don't know it's like you figure it out okay <laughs> so this guy wants me to do all the work for him to be like where where can we put this amazing talent within our organization <laughs> well do you have any ambitions yes to work here like what are your goals i don't know man right i need a job it's like wow that's what are your goals i believe i just told you to work here to work here in, that's in what we want place. we want this guy because he's he's he came in and literally told me he wants to work here so i want money pay me <laughs> it was just such a such a naive and young person thing to do and i imagine it's even worse with entertainment because people yeah. it's no different than that and probably sports i imagine are probably pretty similar in that mm -hmm. everyone sees the cool fun stuff you know when you think about sports you think you see the touchdowns, you see the dunks, you know, mm -hmm. you see the grand slams, you see all those moments. You don't see all the work that goes Put up to it. those moments, yeah. the grueling day-to-day -day practices, the mm -hmm. it just it, 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 the the idea of the intellect you have to have of the IQ you have to have of that sport. Like when you watch sort of like you know the behind the scenes and some of this football stuff, and they're sitting there in these rooms for hours upon hours dissecting an offense yeah. or a defense, 
and it's so complicated at that level and Mm -hmm. the physical shape you have to be in you know Mm -hmm. and everything Mm -hmm. like your nutrition it's like that is literally your job and you Mm -hmm. have to come and you have to bring it or someone else is going to take your place and the idea that you know people can just see them be like that's what i want to do they see a comedian they see stephen colbert they're like i want to do that i want to host a late night tv show it's like okay do you know what that takes to do that you know do you have what it takes and are you willing to you know build 50 websites and put in extra hours to come up with jokes you know for those those websites for this election are you willing to sit through a debate uh, are you willing to, you know, it's like all these things, are you willing to be like, you know, and I, I'm not saying this is you, but what if someone was like, really didn't want to be in the footage department, right? It's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm a writer. This is what I do. I write. It's like, well, we've got footage, you know, and they're just sitting there like, I shouldn't be in footage. I should be somewhere else. Like, mm-hmm. do you understand what it takes, you know, to, to go to, behind it? And yeah. so about, about that, uh, in, in that scenario, I, was looking at it in like a writer's perspective. Okay, I'll be in the writer's meetings and I can talk to them and they'll be talking to me about stuff to pitch for them. So I was like, oh, I can easily build a relationship with these writers. And that's that goes a long way the next time, you know, you submit. So yeah, just things things happen, you know, in your life for a reason. You know, you may not, you may not be uh you know, ready for the, uh, for the writing staff. So like now understanding everything and working in footage, I was like, okay, now I get all the science and, and the format on how everything works and structured for the show. Now I get it. It's like, yes, you, you know, you're great. Everything you pitch is, is you know, it's amazing. It's funny, some stuff, but uh, you know, now you understand everything that goes on. It's, I was like, damn, fuck. like it's right, right in front of my face. Yeah, and I'm so thankful. Like I said, it, it worked out. It worked out well, man. Uh, for me, for me being in footage. So if to that made up person to step up and say, "No, I'm a writer." Good. <laughs> you better um, be really good at what you do, sir or ma'am, because. Whew. Yeah. And uh, in sports and entertainment, I think oftentimes ego uh, mm-hmm. ego outshines knowledge. Like yeah. It's yeah. It, people get caught with that ego, and it's like, yeah, but you don't have you don't have the knowledge to back that up. You, mm-hmm. Sure, I know you think that you can do it. You want to do it. You may have the drive to do it, but you know how? Do you know everything that goes behind it? Because the reason that Jordan was so good is that he sat and he studied, studied mm-hmm. the game. You mm-hmm. know, the reason that any of the greats, uh, the comedians, they they grew up just consuming stand-up, and they, they learned, the they dissected comedy to the point where it wasn't even funny, and it was a yeah. science. Like, you yeah. just got to know how the thing works that you want to do. Well, I think that's what's so cool about the Comedy Store uh, documentary, too, is that you get to see guys like Jim Carrey talking about how they ate shit, you know, right. at the yeah. Comedy Store. Like, that's my favorite one where he did so bad, he went and just, like, put himself in the in piano the, yeah. for, the, like, the rest of the night. And then <laughs> right. at the end, when everything was closed, and he Four finally got later. out. Yeah. He finally got out as, like, a final to the bit. He's like, all right, can I come out now? Because I was so bad. Like, just mm-hmm. knowing that all of those great people start somewhere, right? Yeah. And not mm-hmm. everyone's right. path is the same. And just, I think at the end of the day, and I think also going back to the luck factor, I think it, it it's almost like double or triple uh, needed in things like entertainment and sports. Because I think, yeah. I think in your typical day-to-day jobs, luck is definitely there. I'm lucky mm-hmm. that uh, I worked with a guy at a hotel 
who is working on creating his own production company to the point where I was able to, he brought me in as a music supervisor. Like I was lucky. I worked at that same hotel with Justin's business partner at two East eighth to the point where he got a job somewhere. He was able to get me a job and get me out of the hotel. And you know, like there's these connections and these lucky things that happen, but it's Mm -hmm. not as essential as, you know, Oh, I happen to just, bump into this famous person and we started talking and I just happened to mention X, Y, and Z. And they're like, you should call me sometime. And I did. And I have a relationship now that I can use it. That sort of stuff is like what it That's is, right? Jesus. Yeah. Stuff like that could happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, no, I, I totally get what I get. I totally get what your point. Yeah. Justin, what do you think um, about this? What do you think about luck and hard work? How does it come together? I, I think they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just gonna play the whole thing out. Nice, I love it. We're 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 committing to the bit. I love it. All ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I I, uh, I I think it's nuanced. I definitely think that luck, um, luck and skill, or luck and the grind. I guess we'll say luck and the grind go hand in hand. Like you've got to kind of what Bert said. You've got to, you've got to be able to grind it out. You've got to understand what hard work is. Then mm-hmm. once you catch that break, your hard work then kicks in or conti- not kicks in at that point. It continues because you've already been doing it and you know how to make it work for you. Those right. who don't work hard, once they get into it, I think that's a common, they're like, oh, I just, I want to do this thing. And then they get the chance to do the thing and they're like, oh, fuck, this thing's hard. Yeah. I didn't, I, I thought it was just all kind of like the, you know, as Doug was saying, like, you know, I, I like all the dribbles. I like the assists, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I like the passing, you know, like, I like the all the cool nice. shit. Yeah. A jersey's I like nice. all the serves. I want, I want a car, you know, like, I think people see that and then they get into it and they're like, oh, fuck, like, you know, Kevin Hart does, you know, he is the hardest worker of the room or, or so-and-so, you know, outshines everyone every time they go anywhere. And that's, that's, that is learned through the grind through the hard work. But Mm -hmm. I definitely think that, yeah, like, like we talked off Mike, Doug and I, uh, about how, even if you catch the lucky break, and even if you are a hard worker, that's not always the, a recipe for success. So there's a lot of fucking factors that go into it. There's Mm -hmm. just, there's, there's, there's that untangible thing too. It's like you said, Omari, the timing too, is it the right time? Like, did you catch that lucky break? Are you a hard worker? And you caught that lucky break at the right time. Yeah, You know, like it's all these things. Like you look at someone like the Beatles, like they played for, you know, 10 years, you know, uh, just shit clubs up in Germany and they auditioned for every or submitted to every record label in London. It was a comedy record label that took a chance on them. So, and at that point in time, people were hungry for a new sound. So it was Mm -hmm. hard work. It was luck. And it was, uh, it was the timing. Like all of that just kind of came together and now you've got one of the most famous bands in musical history. But mm-hmm. if one of those three things was not there, yeah, you know, you'd have gotten, you know, uh, one hit wonder or, or you never would have heard of them. So it's, yeah. it's, a it's such a point. fickle in, in this industry specifically, it's such, it's just so fickle. You, you don't know what's going to work, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So to use a gross mean. corporate term, Justin, that's a nice call out. Um, we talk a lot about these gross corporate words. Why do you ruin things all the time with that? <laughs> Justin, let's double click into that real quick and let's let's you know, let's uh, let's norm up on it, okay? Let's... Stuff is stupid, stuff is dumb. 
Justin hates corporate words. <laughs> Justin hates Doug. Um, but the idea of I'm, I'm a firm believer of like, you need to be prepared for when that moment happens. You got to yes. be able to strike because I think mm -hmm. especially in things like entertainment and sports. Yeah. Like I said, there are countless people just waiting to get a spot somewhere. So when you get that opportunity, you got to be able to do it. You got to be able to do it well, because yeah. if, you know, and this, this can be used, you know, poorly, but if someone is difficult to work with, right, you know, that can obviously be used to, you know, blacklist people this because they don't like it. But imagine, you know, you get someone who's a pain in the ass or is lazy mm -hmm. or can't show up on time or any, any number of things. Um, you know, it's like, why are, why are we even bothering? I, I've got, I could call 10 people right now that would could easily come on here right now and do this job. So like, why am I sitting here with you? So I definitely want to, you know, reiterate too. It's like, if you do get that opportunity, you better be working your ass off because you want to be undeniable, right? You want to be yeah. the funniest person because you've worked your, you want to be the best musician because you've been playing those 10 years in those shit clubs and you've mastered your instrument. You want to be the strongest, the fastest person on the team. You want to be able to act your ass off. So even if you get, you're given two lines, you can deliver them so well that people are like, whoa, that guy stole the scene with those two lines. Like just being prepared and honing your craft and really loving what you do, I think at the core, because I think also you got to be doing this for the right reasons, right? If you're out yeah. there like, I want to be famous, that's probably not going to get it. That's probably not going to get what you want. Because also, yeah. how are you going to get through the grind if you don't exactly. love what you do? This is episode 275 of this podcast. Justin and I really like what we do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be a grind at times, but we really like doing this. We really like hanging out and, and putting this stuff out every week. You know, yeah, and, this is fun. and it's it's like this. We like we do. It's, it's part of what we do. If we were sitting there going like, how come we're not top of the charts on iTunes right now? This is bullshit. It's like, hey, man, there's a lot of podcasts out there. All right. <laughs> there's a lot of Twitch yeah, streams yeah. out there like. There's a lot of things. And, and for us, it's like, are we having fun every week? Yes? Cool. Yeah. Then let's keep going. The, the next one's always ready to come up. If you're not ready to put the work in and grind it out, the, the next one's always ready to come up behind you and take it from you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So um, I, I did have one more thought on uh, on on luck and, and hard work. Um, I, I see luck and hard work kind of play out more so uh, in, in one circumstance than, than, than any circumstance that I've ever seen. And typically where I see it, it's in. Welcome to the throwdown. I love it. <laughs> it's sexy. It got sexy. It got real sexy. <laughs> the sexiest thing you've ever, you ever seen right there, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! All right. <laughs> That sounded like an audio clip. Woo! It's <laughs> my Ric Flair. That's awesome. Um, so, Doug, you got your voice ready? Oh, my voice is always ready, baby. Here we go. This week's throwdown is Stephen Colbert versus John Stewart. <laughs> yes. So, Omari's boss, Stephen Colbert. <laughs> Versus <laughs> Stephen Colbert's boss, technically, because he's an executive mm. producer. John Stewart. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So, so obviously, Omari says John Stewart. He hates Stephen Colbert. Oh, so, 
I you can see, for the listeners, you couldn't see Amari's face. He was like, ha, I didn't say that. It didn't come out of my mouth. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He loves you, Stephen. We all do. Because Stephen uh, obviously listens to our podcast. He's got, he's got, uh, he, he has nothing, time. nothing better to do than listen to the two fucking idiots on the, uh, on the air. Anyway, um, so, yes, so John Stewart versus Stephen Colbert. Uh, Omari, I think we know which way you're going with this, but why don't you kick us off? Okay. Uh, just right off the bat, yeah, Stephen Colbert would win that fight. Uh, I feel like Stephen's very scrappy uh, if, they were, if those two were getting into a fight. Like, I don't know. Um, being from South Carolina, I feel like just Southern strength. Just like, you just like, I'm about to rip my shirt off. Come on, let's get to the backyard. Let's let's, let's get into it. Let's fight. Let's fight. <laughs> let's hey. wrestle. Let's wrestle, Justin. Boom. Right over the head. Let's go. John Stu was like, whoa, bro. You can have this seat. You know, it's not that serious. You can have this seat. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel like John Stewart, I mean, as much as he gets hype uh, during his uh, very angry rant monologues. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't see him as like a, an actual fighter. If he does, he seems like he's very fundamental. Which is like, okay, punch. One, <laughs> two, uh, uppercut, jab. And you know, it just seems like he just. I love how you switched those two. You went, you went uppercut and then jab, and then you did an uppercut. That was the best. And that's not even a. No, that's a cross, right, Justin? Yeah, that's a hook. Hook. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what it is. Boom, uppercut. (laughs) I play wee boxing. (laughs) I feel like Steven's very scrappy. I feel like he's just the backyard brawler. Skew. So. I I'll say this. Uh, I'm gonna I'm leading off with John Stewart because okay, he's got uh, yes Colbert's from uh, he's got that southern that southern uh, you know wit about him. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But I would also say that Stewart is from the streets of New York, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, New York mm-hmm. hardens. New York makes a man hard. <laughs> uh, no sound effect. What? Oh oh no. Uh, uh, we'll get to the butt in a second. <laughs> Did I do it right? <laughs> okay. We combined two weird ones, that's for sure. <laughs> um uh, fuck me, slutty. There it that's is. You, um <laughs> so yeah, no, I think John Stewart, uh, you know, streets of New York, like uh, if you grew up in New York, you've got a different toughness about you. Also, yeah. now he spent the last couple years living on a farm, so I feel like he's developing oh. weird farm strength. Oh, like, yeah. I'm just saying. And he's also, he's relaxed, Checking. right? Mm-hmm. So, like, he's he's loose. He's ready to go. He's not so mm-hmm. high strung. So, I think mm-hmm. I think he's got a lot of stuff going for him. Plus, he's I know he's shorter, much shorter mm-hmm. than Steven, but I feel like he's scrappy. He bites some ankles. Oh. So that's where I'm yeah. going with that. Doug, what do you got? I'm leaning towards Jon Stewart for mm-hmm. similar okay. reason in that he's got that New York mentality, you know, and he's got... He has a lot of vocal rage, but he's also got a quiet rage in that chest. Like I, I saw it when he was arguing, you know, for the at at, at Congress for the uh, you know the vet or you know the the first responders in New York, and they were going to get their benefits taken away, and he was just like, 
how dare you you know like he just had this thing like we could step outside and solve this right now if you want i'll punch you in the throat you give us the money we're all good you know i don't have to you know take off your knees or whatever you know i don't know is that how it works you take off someone's knees um take just, off the kneecaps yep. one put that out of time i'll do it man i just get a screwdriver in there and i just pop it out and then well, you got that goes i'm gonna take your fucking knees off over here hey mr potato head go fuck yourself uh you know it's it's one of those things where i just thought on john stewart impressions it's amazing amazing <laughs> perfect perfect uh, my goal my idea is to make a voice modulator that makes you do accents without having to do an accent let's we've got the technology let's do it you know any listeners out there who program get at us get at us let's make it happen you know <laughs> uh we got a couple of thoughts from the from the crowd here uh we yeah. have uh jared goes john stewart is is a green lantern so john stewart for the win okay, okay. uh right. slotty says colbert wins when it's pistols at dawn with that southern pedigree uh, mm-hmm. And then Kilo Three Heroes says John Stewart played soccer, but he wouldn't be able to handle Colbert in maximum improv state. Ooh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, that's yeah, good, yeah. Because another thing point. is, Colbert is a super nerd, so yes. it wouldn't surprise me if Colbert came to like the throwdown with Captain America's shield and like Aragorn's sword from Lord of the Which Rings. You know, we what know I mean? he has the shield for sure. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, I learned one thing at one of the interns. Oh, this is a funny story. Um, uh, Intern was just like, oh, I love Lord of the Rings. And so Stephen was like, oh, really? He always Uh tests people to see, you know, their knowledge of Lord of the Rings. Dude knows, of course, the ins and outs. He was in, I can't remember which movie he was in. I shouldn't have said that live on this. um, (laughs) Oh, but, um, you know, he's he's in it. He's he's in the the first or the the second one of the three. Um, But... Intro was like, oh, I love Lord of the Rings. Uh, he was like, oh, really? You're a big fan? He's like, yeah. And then Steven just like, bingo, be got click, go, oof. And Intro was like, what? He's like, I said, bingo, click, go, click, go, oof. She's like, I don't know. She's, so do you watch the movies or do you also read the books? Like, I'm confused. And like Steven went, he's like, I was speaking this type of language. I was saying hello, and then also I was like, "Holy shit!" Okay, all right. Steve, all right. Like, if you'd have known what I was saying, you'd know you're fired right now. Exactly. He fired like, her in a different language. Yeah. Jesus, I was like, "Man, this he knows the ins and outs," and like he, yeah, he pitched so much stuff. It was fun seeing uh, that field piece when he, he went to dang, where was it? Where did they shoot Lord of the Rings? Oh, was it New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Peter Jackson. So yeah, yeah. that was a fun uh, field piece that I got to see uh, behind the scenes and eventually uh, air. So that was really fun for him to just nerd out like, oh, come on, who cares if the, the audience doesn't get this joke? You got to put this in. I said, see, that's that's the nerd <laughs> comedy rig. We, see, the, the cold bears, get it? Yeah. You get it? Like, get Nike on the phone. <laughs> I have to say, like, that's, you know, yeah. there's some maximum nerd there. Like, I know an okay amount about Lord of the Rings, but if he started speaking Elvish or Mordor, I'd be like, ah, I'm out, man. I don't speak Klingon right. either, so sorry. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to handle that, but uh, that's <laughs> that's a true test of, let me speak the language from this uh, nerd uh, pop culture thing. Do you understand it? <laughs> right. He also said something. He said, did you read the poem, something from Middle Earth? And he's like, I... No, I don't know. And 
then don't say you're a big lawyer. I mean, obviously he was joking with the intern, but yeah, the intern yeah. was, oh, God, just sweating bullets. Like, okay, um, here are the scripts for today. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, I'll see you at, uh, you know, after, you know, he starts naming off. I don't know. He just tries to, I was going to do a joke, but it wasn't going to land. So I just cut it, you know, I cut it out of my head. I edited it. That's good. Well done. Yep, that's cool. So that being said, uh, yes. oh. I, I think uh, Colbert would have access to some fantasy fighting technique um, yes. or something of that nature. The thing is, don't know if it would work in the real world. Um, oh. uh, you <laughs> like, know, what are you doing? He'd be like, ha ha! John Stewart just punch him in the nose. <laughs> it's like, you went for me. Um, I would say I'm still leaning towards John Stewart just for sheer ferocity. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like he's got something inside of him, like a demon that will come out in a situation like that. I think Colbert has a theatric nature to him where mm-hmm. I, don't see, I don't think it would work on Jon Stewart. I'd say in some situations, sometimes we could we could argue that this person would get in the other person's head. But I mm-hmm. think they're equal. They're on equal footing on that ground, like Very as far as that goes. Because sure, Stephen with his improv that, you know, his history with that and then like john stewart with him being from new york i feel like they can really you know get in your head and i also have to like snap out of it you know when i when living in new york just seeing people walking in the street on on you know on the subway or just waiting for the train is like all right do not talk to this person (laughs) or do not believe this person do not take anything from this person do not hold this or whatever else so it's just like they have a way a slick way like wait why am i holding your luggage now like how did this happen I've heard that nonstop that New York is just, it's a different mentality altogether and how they approach things. Very direct. Uh, Mm -hmm. They see challenge as a good thing. You know, like that's how they basically deal with stuff is like, you have to challenge me because if you challenge me, it knows that you can't, it shows that you care and then we can fight about it and we'll be cool afterwards. But you know, it's a very, yeah, very direct sort of situation. Uh, Slotty also says Colbert has to have the height and reach advantage, which I'm like, hundred percent, you know, Yes. Slotty goes, I think John Stewart's actually very tiny in person. <laughs> Steven's actually taller than John Stewart, so yeah, he definitely has that. That is powerful. That's a powerful thing. You get those underhooks. John Stewart is five seven. Okay. And Stephen Colbert height is five eleven. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he definitely four inches. You know? If I've been told anything by my wife, four inches makes a difference, you know? <laughs> I was debating. I'm like, do I do that? Do I do? I don't know. I will haunt your butt. You know, all sorts of good That's stuff. Right. All right. So, um, oh, man. That physicality actually makes. Uh, I'm on the fence. I think. Here's the it's thing. I think for sure. I think Stewart if Stewart had stilts on and had uh extenders on his if he were in an exosuit. You, you make him seem um, like he's half the size of Cole, like Colbert's Andre the Giant or he's something. Just a you know? guy. <laughs> yeah, uh I don't know. I <laughs> He needs he to be in one of those suit suits rip, from Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like that that uh, the the height. Look, four inches is four inches. Like, how, Doug, how tall are you? I'm about six three, six four. Okay, and I'm five ten. So we could say, like if I were squaring off against you, 
that height would definitely be a, a massive disadvantage for me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. think about that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, how many? So okay, so okay. How about this? So Stephen um has a lot of brothers and sisters. So obviously okay. he knows how to fight, having that many brothers. You know, you're fighting for a lot of stuff. That's a large assumption, Omari. That's a big assumption. Um, I don't know. Uh, and Stephen, I think is the uh, the the youngest in the family. So you really want that attention. So all that that rage of wanting attention. Hence him, you know, being in comedy. All comedians want attention. So. Uh, for him, uh, fighting for attention and also probably, who knows, fighting over the, hey, that's my shirt, why you want my shirt, or whatever else, him fighting his brothers, or hey, who ate my leftovers, or whatever else. Uh, I don't know how many siblings Jon Stewart has, but I feel like uh, Stephen would definitely has practiced maybe fighting his siblings. So he's like, all right, my brother, my older brother taught me this move. <laughs> bam, bam. Uh, I don't know, the rock bottom, the stone was turning. He is the second of four sons. Okay. And Lawrence. Yeah. That sounds like the start of a fantasy novel. He is the he second, is the of, second four of four sons. sons. His <laughs> older brother Lawrence and younger brothers Daniel and Matthew. Um, Fight for control of the kingdom. Yeah. All right. Oh, yes. Stephen uh, Wood. Oh, we got to make this decision here. All right. This is a, this is a good, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. I have to admit. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm going to put, I think I'm going to switch over to Colbert. I think Colbert would, if you ran a hundred simulations, I think Colbert would win 60 of 60% of the time. I'm begrudgingly going to switch my vote over to Colbert. I, my heart says Stuart, but just to end this, I'm going to say Colbert. But my body, <laughs> my body's telling me Colbert. Colbert for the win! Um, we did have one more that says, why not a tag team, Colbert and Stuart, against McConnell and uh, Graham? And I would say I would that's, love to see that. That's a slam dunk. I would love to see that too. That's Colbert an easy one. Stewart for the win. Well, I'll say this much: McConnell having the powers of Toad from X Men would be a formidable oh, yeah. foe. You know. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You know what? Do, do you know what Colbert would say to him? Oh, right tell me, Justin. He, what would he right, say? Right before he 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 uh, delivered the the final blow, he would say. You know what happens to a toad when it gets struck? You know what happens to a graham cracker when it gets stuck by light, struck by lightning, right? What? what? The same as everything else. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that. Also, uh, Kilo3Hero said, John Stewart has been doing farm work while Colbert has been sitting behind a desk. Again, trying to reinforce the farm work. But I think... Mm-hmm. Uh, can't I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm still John sticking with seems it. like he's been doing like a Rocky montage thing, working on you know the farm. <laughs> but I I feel like it's just I don't know. Yeah. Stephen just he just seems scrappy and just yeah could use that nerd knowledge of whatever Vulcan grip or whatever. Just boom, pass out. You're dead. You're supposed to be paralyzed. <laughs> Why are you still standing? And I love it. his way around, and John Stewart could just use the New York. Smart. He's gonna go straight at him. He's not gonna have a strategy, mm-hmm. and so that could work to his disadvantage, you know? Yeah. John Stewart's going for Dave Chappelle muscles. Woo! That's crazy <laughs> wow. if he is. That's that, a, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine? 
<laughs> Stewart shows up. He just goes, right? he's just ripped. It's like, whoa, Jesus. Yeah, he's sh- shredded. His voice has dropped a couple octaves. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Well, Mari, this was amazing as always. This is so much yeah. fun. It's always, I could feel like we could just talk to you for like five hours. Like this is always just a pleasure picking your brain on all this yeah. sort of stuff. Guys, this was super fun. I always enjoy myself. Uh, I got to come back now for a third time because we spoke it. You know, it's now in in existence. So right. you gotta you gotta come back. You know, it's funny because you think that was a mistake, but it was all part of the plan. You know, oh. it's all part of the plan to bring him back. Uh, but this is the part of the show where we like to uh, give our guests the opportunity to um, share anything they got going on, recommend mm-hmm. anything. You know, with the TV shows, uh, books movies music games if you want to have people follow you on your social medias whatever you want uh the floor is yours to uh recommend or promote whatever you like oh awesome yeah cool man yes i am on uh instagram on uh omari at omari be chillin as well as on twitter and of course i working at the at a late show with stephen colbert i must correct myself with that uh yeah Watch the show every night on CBS. Uh, it comes on at 11.35. And if you have CBS All Access, you can watch it whenever you want. But, yeah, it's, it's a very fun show, of course. Not just saying it because I work for the show. But, I mean, I watched it even before. It's, it's, it's so much fun to be a part of it, especially uh, during these times. Uh, the pandemic, man, it's definitely uh, kept me up as far as, like, you know, like on a good note, mentally. I just working with a whole bunch of comedians, like even during like dark times, it's like, oh man, just, just seeing people just bring just the smallest things to bring little light uh, joys uh, to, to the Zoom meeting. So it's, it's fun. Uh, other things, let's see, like comic books and stuff, dude, I'm catching up now on so much stuff because of this pandemic. Uh, I'm catching up on all the just justice league uh <laughs> watching young young justice i gotta i gotta watch i gotta start star girl i got hbo max so i'm going off of everything you, go. have you gonna catch um, wonder woman 1984 when it streams yes 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 definitely gonna catch that with cheetah uh um yeah interesting yeah i want them to explain what chris was chris this is chris chris pine, pine? yes yeah all oh, chris is chris pratt Chris Pine, um, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans. Yes, yeah, just like geez, Enough Chris Christie. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. If Chris Christie. He's playing the blob, right? right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's also getting those Dave Chappelle muscles too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're under. They're under there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just watching, catching up on a lot of comic book stuff. A lot of stuff that everybody's recommended. Like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll watch it. And mm-hmm. now, just like, I have no excuse because I have nowhere to go. Yeah. So um, I started Curb actually from the beginning. I watched Curb season seven and just saw reruns. Okay. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start from the beginning of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And hilarious. Hilarious. I love it. Nice. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know, man. Just seeing shows that you've kind of seen in the later seasons starting at the beginning is just funny now working on a tv show is just seeing the production value behind it and just like oh this is so simple for them to put this together and just also the premise and how they set everything else up in the show is just fun just just like the little comedy nerd in me just critiquing like oh so that's how this works 
oh, how this is how you, you know, form, you know, a, a regular script and this is how a pilot would be. So it's, it's definitely fun. I am watching a lot of stuff. So it's amazing getting a peek behind the curtain to see like, oh, Ooh. I get how that works now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Justin, what do you got to recommend? Uh, so I've been on a Sorkin kick. Um, I am uh, rounding out uh, the last couple months of I did a, a year of that master class. And so I was watching some of his uh, writing ones. So I watched Moneyball and I've been dipping my toe into the West Wing. And I would mm -hmm. highly recommend both Moneyball and the West Wing. Um, it's uh, Sorkin's got a very unique, very Sorkin style of writing and, and how he does things. Um, I, I find it really interesting. And uh, he's a very weird and awkward guy to listen to uh, give his masterclass. So if you can, uh, you know, get your hands on masterclass, either through a regular way or a pirate-esque way, <laughs> I'd say go ahead and do it. And uh, see, uh, yeah, I'm not saying pirate it but i'm just saying you know get your hands on it you and, have a pirate uh, sound effect that goes yo ho yo ho a pirate's <laughs> life for me yeah um yeah it, it's just interesting to listen to him talk about his uh his methods and how he does why he does um but again really awkward dude he's so much more comfortable on paper than mm. he is speaking and it's just fun to watch him kind of squirm as he's trying to figure out like you can just see him like, I wish I could just write this in a book and like give this to you guys. Um, but no, Moneyball was really good. Uh, I thought it was great. And the West Wing is, uh, I, I, I'm four episodes in and I'm starting to understand now why mm -hmm. it was such a cult hit with people. Why, yeah. why it was so popular. Um, so yeah. Doug, what do you got? I don't have much, man. I'm trying to think of like what I've been doing and it's mostly been uh, doing D&D nonsense uh yeah. i'm dming a group and i'm writing wild stories for them and giving them campaign breaking magical items which i'm regretting uh mm -hmm. but i'd say uh if you haven't check out among us again it's free on your phone uh, it's five dollars on steam and it's a really cool game that we're gonna be playing this saturday on the mind gap video game stream so check that out it's worth it and uh i highly recommend it and speaking of that, gang, don't forget to follow MindGap on all social medias. That's your Facebook, your Instagrams, your Twitters. Uh, yeah, follow, find us. Follow, follow, follow. Follow, follow, follow. Uh, don't forget to also check out our YouTube channel. We post uh, full video episodes there as well as highlights from our streams and the podcast itself. And if you haven't checked us out on Twitch, please do so. Twitch.tv slash MindGapPodcast. Uh, drop us a follow uh, and uh, just come hang out with us. We like to stream a lot. We have a good time. And uh, also, um, something is uh, Discord. Join our Discord. Justin, what are you doing online these days? Well, you know, I'm hanging out over on Twitter and Instagram. You can hang out with me if you follow at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the all-man realm following all of us, you can also check us out on Spotify. And did you think you did a voice with that? No, I didn't get to it okay. in time. Got it. I just didn't know. I wanted you to have the opportunity if you wanted to do it. Yeah. Uh, no. Sure. I'm not, I'm not, the, the moment's Apple gone. Podcast, Google Podcast, all the places where you can find and consume the podcast. Go ahead and uh, share us around, uh, rate us, subscribe, review all the things we always ask you to do. The big one is the sharing. Please just copy the link, share it out to your friends. It means a shit ton of a lot uh, and we'll love you forever. And then 2East8th.com slash MindGap. And then just keep an eye on all of 2East8th stuff 
You can catch up on uh, the quarantine files that we just got done putting out. And you can uh, hear about when we're uh, going to be putting out our Sid Penrose and Life and Dead. Nice. That's so yeah. good. That was that was an organic one with the mouth. Spotify! Oh. Nice. Did I get it? Did I nail you it in time? It. You got it. <laughs> Amari, you got it. thanks again so much. It's yeah, always a pleasure you. having you here. You're yeah. always welcome back. We'll definitely do this again soon. And uh, uh, in one uh, funny behind-the-scenes story. Yeah. So speaking of uh, West Wing, um, when they had the reunion uh, show on the Late Show a couple weeks ago, so you know, like most shows now, you know, in in uh, Zoom or shooting remotely, you do you know the audio check. So Stephen does this thing before, says says to the guests, "Okay, I'm going to say my name, and you know, count to three. And so he says that to you know the the stars of West Wing. So it says, Stephen Colbert, one, two, three, clap. And then he says, I want you guys to do it. So everybody got it besides Bradley. He said, wait, so you want me to say my name or or your name? You can say whatever you want to say, Bradley. It's up to you. Just say a name and then one, two, three. I said, okay, Stephen, late show, one, two, wait, hold on. What do you want me to do? And he's like... <laughs> So just seeing that, because like since working, you know, remotely, I'm so used to seeing it every day. And that was like the first I've ever seen somebody just struggle. Okay, so hold on. So on three or after three? No, no. Hey, you're overthinking it, bud. (laughs) (laughs) He's so patient. Overthinking it. Say name, count, clap. We're good. One, two, three. Just say name, count to one, two, three. Well, if everybody else said it, well, no, not, not everybody's in the same room as you. See, you're in... You know, you're okay. Can we? Can we? We still and everyone's video okay. just starts clicking off as people yeah. are sitting there yeah. going. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, just end this!" Just, just end it. Okay, Bradley, just say your name and then count to three. That's it's totally it's easy. Okay, uh, Stephen Bradley, one, one, two, three. He's like, "Hey, you know what? That was good. We we'll, did it. We'll take it." We'll, yeah. figure we'll figure it out. Oh, man. That was, Amazing. Yeah, that was, Amazing. Yeah. Well, Amari, thanks again for being here. We appreciate yeah. you. We appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. So glad you're able to join thank us. Thank you, guys. Uh, and Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Uh, Twitch, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.